Hello and welcome to Two Bald Men and Friend, the show where we talk about issues and ideas using pop culture as the springboard. I'm your host, Joe, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. Yeah, hello! And today we are joined by our friend, Geraldine. Hi! Today we're talking about Hocus Pocus and Witch Trials. So, spoiler alert for Hocus Pocus. Sit back, relax, or, if you're driving, please sit upright and continue to drive vigilantly. So today is going to be a little bit different because we're not necessarily talking about an idea, but it'll kind of be like a history lesson almost. Uh, we did a little bit of research on witch trials, not only in America, but also a lot of them happened in Europe. Um, but we'll get to that later. First, Geraldine, do you think you can give us a quick synopsis of Hocus Pocus? Sure. Uh, so it's set in Salem, Massachusetts. It starts in 1693. Three witches plan to uh, take a little girl and steal her life, and that will help them become younger. The brother of the little girl, Thackeray Binks, uh, hunts them down and finds his sister trapped in their house. So he tries to get her back, and with that... Uh, they turn Thackeray Binks into a cat, and then the witches are found, and right before they are hanged, they cast a spell so that a virgin will light a candle and bring them back to life for a night so that they can take other children's lives and become immortal, basically. And then, 300 years later, in 1993, the year Alex and I were born, fun fact, Max Dennison along with his little sister and his love interest, Allison, break into the old Sanderson sister house. He is a virgin, so he lights the candle, and they come back to life. And a bunch of magical, hocus-pocus debauchery happens, and it's basically life or death, and that is the movie. <laughs> That's why they call it that. <laughs> oh. I do want to point out that this whole life or death thing like i forgot um how high the stakes are mm -hmm. um a few <laughs> things like they get hanged first off and they show it they um that's a little aggressive for for a disney movie nowadays um and then they also get parents to dance to death um mm -hmm. so that's really aggressive and then they're taking uh kids souls and killing them <laughs> Really aggressive. I would not expect these kinds of stakes in any modern Disney movie, even if it's a spooky, scary yeah. one. And the, this is a scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I remember as a kid, uh, getting a little bit ahead of myself, there's a <laughs> zombie and he tells one of the witches to go to hell. And as a kid, I was like, he can say that? <laughs> also, hell exists in this world. <laughs> Yeah. So let's go around and give our opinion of this movie. I know we all grew up with it. Um, so does it hold up? Do we still like it? Yes, I love this movie. Uh, I remember being, you know, five, six, seven years old and just watching it on rewind. I'm sorry, repeat. Uh, every day I could watch it. I could still watch it to this day at least three times a day and not get bored of it because the plot just goes up and down and it's not boring and it's musical but it's also dramatic and it is life or death and it makes it great um i'll definitely say that i actually didn't like it as a kid 
I wasn't interested in this movie. Um, it was always on Disney Channel or ABC Family, mm -hmm. and I would avoid it. Like, I wasn't into it. And then I watched it once in college, and I was like, wait a minute, this movie's fun. <laughs> this isn't a kid's movie. Um, so I actually liked it more as an adult than I did as a kid. I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it unless it was for an episode on a podcast or something. Off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, it's definite. This is a true Halloween movie where, you know, you might want to watch a horror movie at any point in the year. I would only care to watch this movie around Halloween and, like, you have those ghost sugar cookies and, like, apple <laughs> cider or something. Um, but I did like this movie as a kid. I still like it. I don't know if I'd necessarily say I'd go out of my way to watch it, but if it's on the 13 Nights of Halloween, then I'd probably put it on and watch yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, like, if I was at a social gathering... And the whole gathering revolves around, let's watch Hocus Pocus and make comments about it because it's so fun. Mm -hmm. I'd be willing to. Um, but ideally, it would be more on in the background. We'd be hanging out and doing stuff and then periodically be like, wait, 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 this is the musical number. <laughs> <laughs> periodically, you would point out that it's the musical number because you just keep watching that part. Oh, there's a couple spells where I would consider that to be musical. <laughs> they do in the beginning... Um, before they cast the Bring Us Back to Life spell. Um, they harmonize. They harmonize, yeah. and they have a little, like, dance routine with their heads, which, um, Geraldine, you brought up the director. Yeah, so Kenny Ortega, if you remember his name, he directed High School Musical and a couple of other dance-related movies, especially in the Disney realm. So if you notice in this movie, if you re-watch re it, uh, it's very choreographed, and I think that's why it makes it good to watch, because it's almost like a Broadway musical, and things aren't, you know, if it's a serious, dramatic movie, things aren't set to music and time. They're more set to the scene itself, but he actually, I watched the behind-the-scenes uh, trivia, which is an hour and a half, I recommend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it shows him counting, like, five, six, seven, eight, turn, like that. Like, it's very musical, which is super interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they got Bette Midler, famous actress of screen and stage, to be uh, Winifred, the head witch. So I think that might make sense. Like, he probably started as, like, a musical guy. And right. And maybe transitioned into movies. Yeah, and he himself has a dance background. So that's why he, all of his films tend to do that. Yeah. Um, something that maybe I disliked about the movie as a child, I'm not sure. This is literally a guess of my opinion as a five or six year old. But my brothers and I, and there's three of us, would always watch movies that involved three people. So like the three ninjas. Do you guys remember that? Oh, do thing? I remember the three ninjas? <laughs> um, and I guess maybe when we watched Hocus Pocus, there were three witches and I'd always be, I guess, Mary. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, that sucks. Which <laughs> I get. I'm not. We didn't like role play or anything, but there was always like when we watched the movie, we'd be like, "Okay, you're that one. You're that one. You're that one." And like that's <laughs> that's we'd just watch the movie, but now we know that that's our character, yeah. right? And it's like Charlie's Angels, <laughs> yeah. Um, which we watched, and we also watched Charmed. I mean, anything with three. <laughs> um. 
One thing that is seared in my brain, and I remember it since childhood and didn't watch Hocus Pocus again until college, but periodically I would just randomly think about riding a vacuum as <laughs> a broomstick. <laughs> and I think that scene sticks out to me because I always thought of myself as Mary. Yeah. <laughs> that scene's really funny because um, it implies that witches can fly on anything as long as it's used to clean. <laughs> yeah, they had a they had a broom, a mop, and a vacuum because their broomsticks were stolen. But you'd think like, oh, those were magic witch broomsticks. I guess not. Yeah. They were. The little girls start flying. Oh yeah. But then I guess they but, can turn anything into Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's domesticated. Because yeah. <laughs> they're women. <laughs> ah, we're finding okay. Yeah, we're... <laughs> um one thing within this Hocus Pocus universe is that the witches also worship the devil. Mm -hmm. um, and for some other reason, I guess I forget that aspect of witches because some witches are just like magic people. Other witches become witches because they make a deal with the devil. But they run into um, a devil or a guy dressed as a devil and they're like, oh, we're, we're going to be obsessed with you because you're our boss, I mm -hmm. guess. Boss? Our mm -hmm. god? I guess king. Our king. They call him Master in okay. the movie. And fun fact, he's played by Gary Marshall, and his wife is played by Penny Marshall, his sister, and they are very famous directors. Interesting. <laughs> so this is a very, like, it was a fun movie for everyone to do. Almost like Home Alone, you wouldn't think serious actors would choose to sign up for it. Mm -hmm. But they chose it, a lot of them chose it so they could work with Bette Midler at the that time. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. That just makes me think of, um, again, Spooky Buddies mm -hmm. and also other, like, childhood movies where there's a trope of it's Halloween and the villains get confused because they don't know what Halloween is. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a weird trope to have. But everyone else is not weirded out by their confusion. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, they're doing a Halloween bit. I'll go along with it. <laughs> um, speaking of Halloween movie tropes... Um, the famous musical scene where Bette Midler sings I Put a Spell on You um, is another Halloween movie trope where the parents are in some sort of party, typically that has a stage, and then the <laughs> villain makes their way to the stage and puts everyone under a spell. It happens in Spooky Buddies, it happens in Halloween Town 2, and it happens here in Hocus Pocus. And... Wow, what a rendition of I Put a Spell on You. It's so good. Especially with the ad-libbed lyrics in the beginning that has to do with the story. Oh, so good. <laughs> I like the idea of someone just finding a song that had those lyrics that had to do with the story <laughs> and be like, oh, like what this is, this is perfect. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pose a question. Um, so they knew they were being hanged, and in the middle, right before... Right before the floor fell from under them, they did the spell saying that they were coming back for 300, after 300 years. So, like, where did they go for 300 years? Did they die and go to hell? Did they die and, like, just not exist for 300 years? Because they seemed pretty okay about being somewhere for 300 years. I think they go to hell because, again, when the zombie says go to hell, Bette Midler responds... Something I've, along the lines of, I've yeah, been there. Yeah, she's like, I've been there. It's quite lovely. Uh, yeah, so I think, again, and you brought up um, 
how the devil's their master. So they probably made a deal with the devil. So maybe going to hell for them wasn't such like a bad deal. And they just kind of like hung out. Yeah, I think it was more like a staycation. But their ultimate goal is to live forever. Mm. So. Yeah, like I guess, and that's where my confusion lies. Like why live forever if you have a home in hell? Or is like, is it just a matter of, yes, we're going to hell and we're going to be tortured, but it's only for 300 years and that's better than eternity. Right. I don't know. They just seemed really comfortable with dying. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking it's like, you know, they can hang out in hell, but they'd rather be on earth and have these witch powers yeah. and maybe like they aren't witches in hell. Like it's something. still hot. Yeah. Hell, you know? <laughs> and we have all these witch clothes. On. It's, it's really muggy. <laughs> yeah. And I also don't think it was necessarily 300 years. They just said that they would be brought back by a virgin on All Hallows Eve. It, it wasn't a timeline. No, specific. she said 300 years. She did? Yeah. And right before being hanged, it was part of it. Part of the oh, I didn't hear the 300 years. I just heard the I'm one... I'm certain because I just watched him. The... I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying I just remembered them saying one day. So maybe they were like, who knows? Maybe it'll be like tomorrow. Yeah, like... Or I guess next because year because it's on when Halloween. They go when they find Danny, they ask her what year it is. Wouldn't they already know? Well, then maybe they're just confirming. I don't oh. know. Could be. But, uh... Yeah, they brought it back. And it's like, what year is it? 1893. Oh, we got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> Rules is rules. (laughs) Yeah, but it could also just be the fact that I'm talking about our our understanding of time and how 300 years for us, maybe in hell, they just spent a night there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What is a day? Or maybe they're just like like asleep. I don't know. You're saying there's nothingness after (laughs) death. I mean, I didn't ask them personally, but. Um, another thing that jumps out with me is, again, right before that dance number, Max comes out onto the stage and is like, there are witches here. And everyone turns and looks at the three <laughs> witches and it looks like the, everyone's just going to believe them. Like everyone's like, oh yeah, Max pointed at them. They were definitely witches unless they tell me otherwise. <laughs> like they were just like ready to say yes. And then the witches are like. Thanks for that lovely introduction. And everyone's like, oh, they're entertainers. They're not witches. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Really dodged a bullet. But right before that moment, they were all like, yep, witch. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which is very similar to uh, in the witch trials where it was just, she's a witch. And everyone was like, I guess she is. (laughs) Um, So I'd, I'd love to get into just if anyone knows or remembers from like high school like the types of witch trials that they heard of or the tests to find out if they're a witch uh the one that sticks out the most in my mind because it's quote-unquote funny but also like really morbid is um the the trial by water or the dunking which is a witch being tossed into the water or uh, sorry a supposed witch (laughs) uh tossed into the water and if she sinks um, then she's not a witch. But if she floats because she's rejected baptism, then she's a witch and then they hang her. Um, and the awful part of this is that there'd often be accidental drownings because anyone who sunk might drown. But at least they're not a witch, right? They're innocent. Yeah. Well, if they're innocent and they drown, now they're just 
you know, with God. So, <laughs> yeah, that's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when the witches go and see the devil, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a staycation. <laughs> there was another one that I just uh, watched a YouTube video about, um, which was that they would mix rye bread, which was the, I guess, cash crop for Salem at the time, and the urine of the accused witch, and if they would make it into some sort of like muffin slash cake, and they would feed it to a dog, and if the dog had the same symptoms, which at the time were convulsions and hallucinations and, you know, witch-like things, um, if the dog showed those symptoms, then they were a witch. But again, that's very subjective. It is. Yeah. A, it's a dog we're talking about. I did hear about that one, and they're called witch cakes. Yum yum. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but what I read was that if the dog eats the cake, then the then the dog who's considered uh, an animal partner of witches apparently um, would sort of rat the witch out somehow by like being more affectionate to the witch or something like that. Mm. So that's weird too. I yeah. should have called them sandwiches. <laughs> Just kidding. Is that how we get the term? <laughs> I definitely read a book that was about <laughs> sandwiches yeah. and eating sandwiches or something <laughs> like that. I hope they like have a sandwich shop and one of them's a witch and like <laughs> uses her witch powers. I think like, it was uh, about Wizards of Waverly sand Place. in your sandwich and oh. it was a very oh. sad experience. That oh. sounds like it. Um, there's another test called the prayer test, which is basically witches would not be able to verbatim recite scripture from memory. Because um, obviously that's something any normal not-witch person could do. And so if they failed, you've got yourself a witch. <laughs> <laughs> and you would think people would consider um, just the idea of being nervous about being a accused of being a witch... I think that might make me stutter just a little mm -hmm. bit. I don't know. But I guess if I'm that confident in knowing my Ten Commandments, um, then I shouldn't be nervous. Yeah, if you have nothing to hide, then <laughs> you shouldn't be nervous. You no, know, searching for shouldn't be <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but that definitely comes up in uh, The Crucible, which I remember mm -hmm. reading in high school, where one of the main characters can't finish the Ten Commandments. And the wife comes in to the rescue and is like, wait, I know the rest. See, together we know them, so, like, Witch. we're not witches. <laughs> we're only half a witch. <laughs> um, speaking of the Crucible, they also discuss a little bit about witch punishments. So, um, the big misconception is that witches are burned at the stake, which was actually not the preferred method of executing witches. Um, the main one was hanging, which is what they do with the Sanderson sisters. So this movie is historically accurate. Mm -hmm. um, but the Crucible has one where a man is crushed to death in between two rocks, um, which is pretty hardcore. Um, and he and says, and he says, like, more weight. Yeah. Wow. Because <laughs> he's, he's intense. Because he's a witch. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knew he was coming back in 300 years. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm thinking of other tests. I remember one where they get stripped and they, they examine their bodies for some sort of witch's mark mm -hmm. or witch's teat and looking yeah. for a third nipple. Oh or... my God, I have one. Witch! <laughs> <laughs> She's right a witch! <laughs> it's like a mole though. 
And yeah, and that's basically it. Like if if it's a mole, if you have a birthmark, if you have like any sort of blemish, then that's a witch's mark. But it would only align if you were already accused of a witch. So like the accusation is step one. Then if you have a birthmark, that's two things. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, then what, el- what more do you need? <laughs> two strikes and you're out. They hadn't invented baseball yet. So. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> I would definitely go down because I could not recite scripture. <laughs> what about your third nipple? You're, yeah. Oh, you're not passing any of no, these, are you? Yeah. I'm not. Do you sink I'm in also water? not a good swimmer. You, oh, that's the opposite. you got to be a floater. To be yeah, a but I think I would panic. <laughs> and sink? Yeah. That makes you human. So you're a human. Hmm. I guess. That's if you get to the... Yeah, I'm like, I think they would hang yeah. me. And they're like, we're done. Yeah, I'm wondering, um, none of the research I saw talked about which test they used. It wasn't like, if you fail the nipple test, <laughs> then we do the scripture mm-hmm. test. And if you fail that, then we do the dunk test yeah, or anything no, like, like protocol. that. Yeah. It seemed to just be like, yeah, well it's Friday. Uh, witch cake. Yeah. <laughs> Sandwich. <laughs> uh, I imagine that just because it was like all over Europe and, mm-hmm. um, like places like England, Hungary, Germany for over two centuries, um, that it was probably in different locations where different tests. And oh, so they sense. would use the same test over and over, uh, but so... all over the world, it would be, different ones so like like, salem wouldn't use all of those tests but let's say if in germany they did witch cakes then there's like a german colony they would also then do witch cakes is what you're saying well i mean maybe i'm just if the country is landlocked then they couldn't go to a body of water easily so then they'd probably do like a nipple test or whatever yeah Mm. (laughs) i would always start with a nipple test because i know that if i'm trying to persecute someone as a witch i'd at least want to see them naked yeah right are we all on the same page here that's what witch trials are i don't know i'm a witch on trial (laughs) oh right right i also feel like the the uh nipple test is definitely I love that we've coined that now. Because <laughs> it's just, it's just as, oh, she's got a brown spot, right? And I have... <laughs> she's got a freckle. That's a witch. Damn. Yeah. I, I hope, not that they were very logical then, but I hope that it was like, you have to fail like a few of these in order to be a witch. So like you have, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the strikes we just talked about. You yeah. have a third nipple, now... <laughs> Let's also see if you float in the water. I like the idea of someone ve- like having a clipboard and just very disapproving. <laughs> They're like, third nipple. And just write it down. <laughs> like what the- are you writing? Doesn't matter. Like the character from Mulan. Like yeah. That guy. <laughs> um, the last test that I think would help us transition into the sort of why mm-hmm. is um, the pricking test, which would be if they couldn't find a, a nipple of some sort, they would... <laughs> poke the body with a, with a sharp needle, and if you bled, fine. But if there was ever a point where, like, you didn't bleed or you didn't feel, feel sensation, then you're a witch. And so, but they would get poked over and over and over again, bleeding multiple times, until they found the spot right. that didn't that it didn't work on. And huh. so it'd be like, aha, you were faking all the other ones or something <laughs> like that. Using your witch powers to <laughs> produce blood. Yeah, and to the point where that was such a common test that there became like professional prickers, um, which were mostly con men 
who would use dull needles uh, so that you wouldn't bleed and be like, oh, I guess it is a witch. Wow. And so I think that could like, easily get us into this idea of like, why were there really witch trials? And I think some of it was just taking advantage of a scenario and mm-hmm. being like, well, I want to be famous. Like a fraud, yeah. basically, yeah, is like one main reason. Someone being, I could be a famous witch hunter because I have a dull needle. Hmm. Why wouldn't I do that? <laughs> and we're like, with enough hysteria, people are like, well, if we said that this was true, and now people are... Basically, it, to me, it's like a, a mob mentality of, mm-hmm. well, ev- if everyone's saying that this is the test, then this is the test. And enough, quote-unquote, smart people who take advantage of the system rather than trying to break the system. Right. Um, one theory I've heard is basically, um, it's teenagers, sort of similar to how you said taking advantage of a situation, bored teens would just accuse other teenagers of being a witch (laughs) or to get attention would say, I'm a witch, give me the test. Um, I'm certain that that's not the only reason, but I, I'm very, uh, I think that's a good reason of why they might've perpetuated so long. They're was just nothing to do 400 years ago. So, And in that time, the concept of teenager didn't exist. So they were right. yeah. adults, yeah. but they right. were just so young that they weren't really adults. But they were like, well, if we're going to be treated this way, let's yeah. find something else to do. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. There was another theory about um, sort of poison on the rye crops, which is called ergot. And... In it's a type of fungus that can grow on rye, and if that was their cash crop at the time, the ergot, when ingested, can give you symptoms of an LSD trip. So that would make sense in terms of uh, convulsions, uh, hysteria, hallucinations, and so forth. And there was a drought, apparently, in 1691, which would help prove that in 1692 when the crops were ingested that they could have been infected with ergot no i think the drought was the, i'm sorry the there drought was, was the rainy fo- season yeah the drought was the following year which is why there were no there was no more rye right which is why i was able to conclude so quickly hypothetically yeah. um but when i when i read and heard about ergot which is um found in lsd as well I've, I've seen both perspectives of people who consume ergot would have the convulsions and then they'd be accused of witches. Mm-hmm. And then the flip side of that was the whole civilization that was present would consume ergot and therefore their hallucinations would create the accusations. Oh. And they'd be like, that person's a witch because I saw it rather than they become the witch because they consumed it. Okay. Hmm. And so that's interesting too. It was just like an giant group LSD session that didn't go well for about 19 people. (laughs) Women. (laughs) Well, that's uh, another thing um, in this research. It turns out uh, men and women were typically persecuted, like, somewhat equally. Finally, some fairness. Right, am I right? Thank God. (laughs) That makes this okay. (laughs) At least in, uh, I, th- I think at least in Salem. I don't know if on the whole, every witch trial was like that, but in Salem specifically. Yeah. And we did see, 
um, within our research that Salem and the Salem witch trials were really just like a blimp mm -hmm. uh, in our world history because again in Europe from 16th to 18th century was a big like witches witches kill kill um, whereas in Salem it was only one year yeah and like you said it went bad for like 20 people that was the amount of people for, that died as a result of the Salem witch trials mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whereas there were a lot of other witch trials even in the US but certainly much much more in Europe that killed even more people so it's interesting why Salem gets like this the witch trial town status right mm -hmm. <laughs> and they I've never heard of uh, a place getting retribution and in Salem they mm -hmm. gave retribution to everyone who was killed which is yeah. kind of amazing <laughs> Yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> and not anything you hear about because a lot, I think mostly because a lot of people don't care to do their research. They just like it as a story. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but trying to answer this like question of why, I want to go back into this mob mentality concept and talk about, I guess, like the religious side of mm -hmm. witch hunts, which was often just that I want to basically get into the dangers and oppression of religion and when there is no separation between church and state <laughs> right um basically the judiciary system was flawed in that they would take into account anyone's testimony that aligned with their religious beliefs mm -hmm. and then anything that didn't align they would just dismiss and it's like well uh-oh <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. there was checks and balances yeah, exactly. So if they just kind of make up their own rules, there's nothing the people can do right. to rectify that. It's just like, well, I'm the judge, and what I say goes. Right. So it's almost easier to just keep pointing fingers so it doesn't point back to you eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think that would, yeah, the reason like it was so perpetuated was this mentality of, well, if I don't do the accusing someone's going to inevitably accuse me. Mm -hmm. um, and this idea that the judge is the uh, end-all, be-all, like, you couldn't do anything once you were accused. Like, that was mm -hmm. it. Right. You sit around and you stop speaking. Now you're a witch who's, like, under meditation. Like, if you say, yes, I'm a witch, then you get burned. Uh, if you say you're not a witch, they're like, well, that's what a witch would say. And right. there's no way to get out of it. <laughs> Any which way. <laughs> Man, you're good. <laughs> um, along with that idea of this, like, kind of paranoia um, of, like, well, if I don't do it, someone's going to do it to me. Um, and along with the religious government aspect, there is also in the European witch trials this idea of, like, they're at war. And some of the reason, like, hypothesized at least, why people let it just keep going was again, it was just something to do. Like, yeah. oh, I'm living in war in the 1600s and, like, that's all I can think about. Or I could go to the witch trial and, like, see what's <laughs> going on. Yeah, it, it almost gave them purpose. Yeah. Um, because during a time of war, people feel really desperate. If they are hypothetically ridding the world mm -hmm. of witches, then, wow, look at me and I have purpose. Right. Um, I think in general, though, I don't believe that that many people truly believed in the witches themselves mm -hmm. and more so it was just a matter of well let's just follow through with it because everyone's saying so and so that i don't get accused 
Because mm-hmm. if I try to defend, <laughs> if yeah. I try to stop, yeah. then boom, game over for me. Mm-hmm. So I imagine it was just a matter of like five or six truly influential people that couldn't be stopped because they would just say, oh, we're doing something wrong. That's because you're a witch. Right. Hmm. And going off that idea of people probably didn't believe in the witches and this thing of like, oh, I'm I'm wrong. No, you're the witch. This is just a really great way for people to get rid of people that they don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because what are you going to say? They're not a witch. Well, now God's going to have his... I'm going to start over. Because um, <laughs> if someone comes back at you and says, no, they're not a witch, you can bring in the religious aspect. You can just accuse them of being a witch. And I think that's why all these tests are kind of foolproof. Like, there's <laughs> no way they're not going to look like a witch. Right. <laughs> exactly. And and I know that for the, the Salem witch trials, there was a lot of, like, territorial disputes because mm-hmm. it was a new settlement and they still weren't sure where the boundaries were. So part of the witch trials was, like, getting back at enemy territory mm-hmm. and being like, oh, that's your land? Well, not if you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that guy... In uh, The Crucible, but also based on the real-life guy who was crushed, was stoned to death, and he was Mm -hmm. saying, like, more stone. One of the reasons that he didn't confess to being a witch, even though he was still going to be killed for it, was because if he confessed to being a witch, then they'd seize his land. And by not confessing, his family could get to keep the land. Okay. But they made the death more painful for him, trying to get him to confess. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That should be crazy. Yeah. There's a Simpsons Halloween episode that involves witches. And the beginning is everyone's in like the town hall just accusing each other of being a witch. (laughs) And it's basically what we've been talking about where it's someone's like, she's a witch. And it's like, you think I'm a witch? No, she's a witch. And then Bart is behind Lisa and he goes, I'm a witch. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't he know that his sister's about to die? He sure does. Yeah, I know. Oh, gosh. That's an intense prank. Yeah. (laughs) So a lot of what we've been talking about has a lot to do with uh, the idea of prejudice mixed with an unchecked system. And that's very present in today's society, especially this whole week. And I think it's interesting that history keeps repeating itself not only in the form of a witch trial, but just prejudice and unchecked systems with people taking power and getting rid of the people they don't want to have power. That'll do it for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Please tune in next time when we talk about the Office Woof.com episode and how Thanksgiving is often forgotten. If you liked us, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at two underscore bald men and find us on facebook and don't forget to rate and subscribe to us on apple podcasts and soundcloud thank you all so much again and if you were driving we hope you got to your destination safely and on time <laughs>